right. Welcome back to Unleash Your Voice with Shannon L. Turner. And that is what we're doing. Normally, we are a simple but powerful inspirational platform. However, <laughs> when the powers that be, Zuckerberg, YouTube, all of them wanted to start censoring conservatives, then we're coming out all just political and raising the awareness of things that are not being talked about. So, because I'm not going to censor you. <laughs> all right. And I have Felicity on with us today, and she is from Canada, and she is going to be telling us what she is noticing with the children and their entertainment. Because if you've not followed Felicity and I on Facebook, you want to do that. We are finding all sorts of information on how the school system is trying to indoctrinate the kids. And Felicity was knowing, noticing some things in regards to cartoons and stuff. And we're like, no wonder that the, you know, our kids are kind of turning out the way our kids are turning out. And so Felicity, welcome. Thank you for joining us. No problem. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an awesome, absolute pleasure. Awesome. So what is it that you had seen? Oh, where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the most recent experience where I actually took my daughter to the movies. We went and saw the new SpongeBob movie, which is Sponge on the Run. All right, let's just, I'm going to do that when it's easy. Some of, some of the very adult content, some of the things that we don't ever tackle until we're like teenagers, late into our teenage years, are right there for seven, eight, nine, ten year olds. And my daughter is four. Like she's been watching SpongeBob for about a year or so. And her brother went and saw it and I have to go see it. And the tears, just like tears, right? Because she can't go see it. Okay. Okay. I'll take you to see the movie. No problem. All right. Sure. Oh my God. Stealing is okay. If you can manipulate somebody else by taking something of theirs to get rid of them, it's okay. Gambling is idealized and it's actually put in this nice big shiny thing that, Oh, look, you can get money and you can win money back. The getting a posse when you're actually having all that fame, whether it's five minute fame, 15 minutes or years, you have this posse, posse, this group of people that's around you, so long as you have money. And that's all that they're there for. And the drinking, the drugs, the gambling, the, oh my God, why is this in a movie made for six and seven year olds? Because that's basically what SpongeBob is made for. It's made for six and seven year olds. And it blew my mind. I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is, oh, this is, this is a little extreme. Like, this is extreme. And then to top it off, they use some of that age's favorite characters, which is cowboys, power, uh, cowboys zombies, and pirates, because they all like playing those ones, mix them in together into one character. And the devil is a pirate zombie cowboy who can burst into flames and ashes and come back to life. And he's all singing and dancing and happy. And he's the best thing ever. Hold on a second. In what world did I just drop into? <laughs> and it's not the first movie. It's not the first. And this was recent? Yep. I took my daughter to the movies last Thursday. Oh, my Lord. I didn't even know he had. they had a new movie out for SpongeBob. Yep. I... I've been paying attention for a couple of years of what's in movies. Um, one of the ones that my daughter just, again, absolutely loves is Frozen. 
and Frozen 2, more specifically Frozen 2. And what they've tried to do is they've tried to put spirituality and doing the deep dives into yourself and going through the mind, body and spirit ascensions that you, that you go through on your journeys in here, but they've twisted it and warped it in a way that is connecting back to the all seeing eye and the corrupting influences that, that we know of coming down through the all seeing eye and the pyramids and what they're being used for these days, but it's in there. And she's like, Oh, look, she's going into her home. Thank goodness. She's not old enough to kind of take that in, but you sit there and you listen to the lyrics and you listen to some of the other characters that are around like Olaf and Anna, and they're talking about some of the extreme metaphysical things that we deal with as parents and adults, forget the parents things, just as adults. And it's like, how in the hell, excuse my language, how in the world did it get past so many people? How did this become okay to indoctrinate our kids from such a young age to think that all of this stuff is okay? Like, it, it blows my mind on a regular basis. And it's not, it, it's everywhere. It's absolutely rampant. It's in not just cartoons, it's in clothing, it's in dolls, it's in toys. You want to go and look at one of the, um, the microphone toys from Elsa in Europe? It's a dildo. No. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you put that together with some of the things that are coming out from Europe right now, which are backed by CDC and WHO, is sexual education from the time children are four, five, and six years old. Holy crap. Yep, it's, it's rampant in America right now. They're talking about it here in Canada. And if they were going to keep going the way they're going, I can see why when they want the kids to go back to school or even if they're doing the online thing that we need a safe space where there's no parental involvement. There's nobody there that's going to be there to tell you what to think and what to learn and how to believe because they're bringing in this whole thing of indoctrinating our kids. And I'm sorry, but I can't, I can't do it anymore. Like I will not, just sit and be silent. Like, that's why I speak out all the time and why I keep sharing so much stuff. And you know what? Honestly, you are one of the few people that are out there that I've been following for a long time <laughs> that does the same thing. And the amount of people that are just, oh, it's okay. It'll never happen. It's happening. It's already <laughs> happened. Look at Antifa. Mm -hmm. I'm like, those are suburban white kids. Like... What the hell do they have? I, I know this is going to sound bad, but I'm like, what the hell do they have to be so pissed off about? They're not experienced. And I know I, I'm, I'm typecasting white people. I get it. And it's probably going to sound very absurd once it escapes my mouth. But they have not lived probably anything close to what a black teen teenager has gone to or a black male or a black woman, but yet they're the most violent out of them all. That even the black community is like, y'all need to put it down. Like th this is not our movement. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, now you know you've done wrong when the very community that you're aiming to help is like, yo, we're good. <laughs> no more, no need of that. 
and I don't need you. Go over yes. there. And then come to find out that they have gone majority of because they taught the people about their college degrees. So then I have to ask, what are they being taught in college? And these oh, poor parents who have taken out student loans for your child to become a domestic terrorist. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's actually just, it's, and the, the look it's on their in the colleges. It's not just in the colleges anymore. It's going into grade schools. They are yeah. now encouraging kids to hold rallies and to write letters to your local government and your parliaments and this council and have have protests, student protests in the halls of the schools to stand up for what you believe in. Okay, I'm all of these white kids need to sit down. Yes. <laughs> go, sit in, go sit in your corner with your coloring book because you don't know what you believe yet. You haven't hit the big bad world. You don't know what five years working in your profession is going to be like. You haven't had to deal for, say, for instance, the people that are coming out being preschool teachers or primary school teachers. You haven't had to deal with all of these different kids and all of the different parents and all of the different regulations, you haven't had to deal with that yet. You don't know what you believe in. And very, very, very few of them actually go into college. And I'll admit when I went into university, the amount of people around me that are like, I'm just here for a degree. Nah, I don't really know what I want to do with my life, but you know, a degree looks good on paper. So yeah, I guess. And they get paid for it. I paid my way through university. I have $150,000 worth of student loans that I still have not paid off. Like I paid my way through university because it was something I wanted to do, but all of these rich kids would be graded higher than me because they, they paid it in full. They basically get a free ride and a university degree at the end of it. But those of us that are there actually there to do stuff, we get weeded out. And it comes down to the fact that we disagree with our professors. We actually ask, the valid critical thinking questions of our professors and all of these people around us that are teaching us and they can't answer the questions. Like my, my, my um, elective that I, I don't know why I chose it at the time. It was, uh, you know, it's, it's a random one. It looks good. It sounds like a good thing was theology. I actually chose theology as an elective in my second year of engineering. And they're like, why are you doing theology when you're an engineering like, that doesn't match. That like doesn't fit together. <laughs> you're doing all the existential stuff and then you're doing all of the, the science over here. Um, um, I'm like, I have this thing. I have to know where certain things come from. And my theology professor was so far wing Christian. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> you couldn't disagree with him at all. He tried to fail me on my major thesis because I compared, I put all of the different origins of Christianity, Islam and Buddhism in the same thing. Cause I did the research and I found all of these similarities between the three. Oh, this is all heresy. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, did you read my sources? Like, or are you just going to fail me because I disagree with you? I, and that, that right there proved to me that there is a, an agenda way back in teaching us all the way back then before we even know who we are on the inside and what we believe. And everything changes when you have kids. Everything oh, yeah. changes. The instant you have kids, you are hyper aware and you're vigilant and you're paying attention to all of these rules and regulations and laws and everything that's changing because you 
are concerned about the world that you're leaving for your kids. And in the last, just even the last two years, forget the last decade, <laughs> which is when I left <laughs> university, like I've been working in the real world for over a decade, which has solidified certain of my beliefs and I've changed others as well as I learn and, you know, you evolve and you move on. Okay. I, yeah, no, I really don't like that anymore. I'm going over here. Bye-bye. <laughs> right. <laughs> but even in the last two years, it's just, it's mind blowing. They don't want kids to ask the right questions. They don't want them to have these ideas that are outside the box. You're going to fit into normal, whether you like it or not. And they want to remove radical parents yeah and they're creating their own normal now yep everything that we grew we learned growing up in school is changed yeah i had a 25 minute argue with my son last year that moths and butterflies are not the same thing why am i arguing over moths and butterflies (laughs) why am i something so simple like that and teaching my kid how to be a firebender in grade one with hand sanitizer and cotton balls. What? Yep. I spent two years fixing his firebug. Mm-hmm. Wow. So not only are they teaching them, oh, look, it's cool, but they're teaching them to be arsonists and to actually want to start fires and play with it. Who approved this? <laughs> like, who approved this? This is this is not okay. I didn't learn how to do that until I was in like grade six or grade seven, when I had the mental maturity to understand that this is a science experiment. It's not a game. Yeah, and like I remember when my son, um, we've been homeschooling. I God, I think for the past eight years, but we did. He wasn't doing well in middle school, the physical school, so we did a virtual school. And I got to see what they were teaching them back then. This was eight years ago, so this stuff has been going on a very long time. And I remember he came across an assignment, and I should, you know, I wasn't like the little activist I am now. I should have like screenshotted and like just, if it would have happened now, I'd be like, oh, but... It was basically having the kids in, I believe it was seventh grade at the time, encouraging the seventh graders to gain independence from their parents and to challenge the curfew. Like this was such a crazy assignment. I was like, take a zero because you are not doing it. And I should have gone up to the school board, but I I didn't, you know, I just was like the hell with that. Like, no, but even looking back, I'm like, wow. And we, you know, since we've been homeschooling, we actually do unschooling, which is very similar to homeschooling, but you go around your child's uh, desires and what they want to learn. I have a son that we did unschooling and he came out of his shell, nailed every subject because he was fascinated with um learning computers he taught himself how to code knows how to take a computer apart and everything and i remember one teacher um right before we decided to unschool one teacher was like well he's not doing a lot of reading comprehension and i'm like according to you but if a child knows how to code because they taught themselves how to code 
and they taught themselves how to take apart a computer because they've read about it, I would venture to say that is reading comprehension. And then I found out about unschooling, Florida unschooling, and that's who we're under, and it's like a private school umbrella. It's amazing because so many parents have built this community of my child really likes this, but hates this subject, but there is a way, if you know what direction your child is going, to pull that stuff in. Like my daughter for a while, she wanted to be a paramedic. So what I did is I looked up the paramedics, what they have to learn in school. And for a while, those became her lessons. It was reading comprehension. It was biology. It was math, everything. Yep. Yep. We, uh, we are tackling that homeschooling thing this year. <laughs> Pray for me. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. In the short amount of time that we did COVID homeschooling, the leaps forward in comprehension that I saw in Caden, because they were about to code him ADD or ADHD. We hadn't had the formal assessment because he can't focus in class and, and his reading is not where it should be. His writing was not where it should be for grade two from grade one, but they didn't look at the fact that grade one, he had a hugely tumultuous year. Like he didn't have a regular teacher for nine months out of the year and they only go to school for 10 or 11 months here. Wow. So there was no stability. There was no, oh, this is how he learns. This is how he does this. There was, there was none of that. He had a substitute teacher that became his permanent teacher who was phenomenal. And she's like, you know, he's, he's actually a really smart kid. I'm like, he's a really smart kid. But if he's getting picked on by other kids because he's being smart and he's putting his ideas across, he'll shut down. He will not try. He'll actually go backwards. That's the type of kid that he is. He will dumb himself down to fit in. Yes. And that, and that is something that was actually encouraged. Like the kids in his class and the other classes of the same years would pick on him because he'd have all of these really crazy ideas and smart games and, and like an, a, a level or two above of where they should be. And they'd pick on him and the teachers would turn a blind eye. But as soon as he turns around and defends himself, he's the bully and he gets in trouble where we've always taught him, we have always taught him, if someone is picking on you, you walk away. If you cannot walk away and they wanna like actually hit you and attack you and they're on you, push them off, walk away. We have always taught him to defend himself with words or if it ever gets physical, then okay, if that's your only resort, that's your only resort. But they can't do that. No, 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 they have to be one of the crowd. Oh, they just have to play nice and they have to get along. No, 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 no. We need kids that can think for themselves. Otherwise, we're going to be leaving our politics, our business leaders, our technological advancements, our medical advancements in the hands of the 40 and 50 year olds that are already there that are already receiving a significant paycheck. They don't want it to change. They want it to stay status quo. And if we don't encourage kids to do this critical thinking and if they're going to keep putting in these, oh, this behavior is acceptable and this behavior is acceptable. I get it. Kids are going to experiment as they become teenagers and I am fully prepared to handle that when it comes down. I have been a rebellious teenager, except I did it when I was like 20 something. Right? <laughs> I've done it. I, <laughs> I know what it looks like. But at the same time, it's not okay to go out and, 
shit faced with your friends every single weekend and show up to school. And it's not okay for an eight, nine, 10, 11 year old to be smoking and to be drinking and to be out doing all of this crazy. It's not okay. But they put it out that it is okay. And it's got to stop somewhere along the line. We all need to say, okay, they need to be kids before they need to grow up. They need to have that wonderment and carefree and seeing everything as an adventure and excitement and inviting for as long as possible. And it, I don't know. I look at it now and I'm like, then there's not much more unless we can get thousands of people behind me. Like there's not much more I can do because I'm, I've got my hands tied. I'm only a permanent resident in Canada. I'm not a citizen. I can't vote. I don't have that right oh. yet. So my hands are tied for right now. As, as soon as I get that little piece of paper that tells me I'm a citizen, again, another piece of paper that's dictating my life. <laughs> and I, oh, I hate oh, pieces hey. of paper that dictate my life. That's the whole reason why I didn't go back and get my engineering degree. Why do I need a piece of paper that tells me I'm intelligent? Really? But then I go and get a business and business management advanced diploma <laughs> in 12 months. <laughs> right just to keep the brain going and keep learning and keep growing but as soon as I've got that piece of paper I'm gonna be getting into some sort of politics whether it's on a city or a provincial level and oh I'm gonna I'm not gonna be liked and I know I'm not gonna be liked but you know what yeah I don't even know where to throw it I don't know where to start but my hat's going in the ring in the next few years because this is terrifying. Like, you know, I have faith in everything, but I, I just look at everything going on and I'm like, this is not the America or the world that I have grown up seeing. Or, you know, a lot of people were prophesying 2020 was the year to see clearly. So apparently it is the America and I just didn't see it. <laughs> and now yep. I'm just like, Oh, no, 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 no. We need to go no, back no, no, to no. remember it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was the same actually growing up in Australia because like, that's my home country. Um, seeing everything that's coming out with Australia now, I'm like, why are you letting them take away the multiculturalism that I grew up with? Like, I knew I was fluent in three languages by the time I was eight. I could muddle my way through another five by the time I was 12. Wow. Like, because I had all these avenues, there was French, there was Greek, there was Italian, there was German, there was Russian, there was Japanese, there was Italian, there was, um, like, you name it, there was Little Italy and all of these things, all of these different places where the immigrants would congregate because that was their cultural center. Well, in the couple of years before I left, they tried to wipe them all out. Like, they tried to redesignate these zones and get rid of the, <gasps> mini, the mini Italy and the mini this and the mini that. They tried to get rid of them. But that was the beauty about Australia is the fact that anyone could come. You want to bring your culture and your food. You want to practice your faith openly without persecution. Come, we accept everybody, but there are a rules and the rights of an Australian. Get your culture and everything for a second of a being an Australian that you will uphold. And that was fundamental for a long time. And the biggest push we saw when it started to unfold was the Cronulla riots, where we went through five days of martial law in Sydney. Yeah. 
I've been oh. through emotional war. I know what it looks like. And I never want to see that again. I do not want to see that happen ever again. I have a feeling if the election were not about to happen, President Trump would have already like, because if I, if I ever make it a president, please understand if it ever gets like this again, hammer goes down. Like I, mm-mm. But yeah, I have a feeling like be no pussy. <laughs> there would yeah. be no pussy footing around. Sorry for the term, but you know what I mean. There's yeah, no. And I think like his hands are tied, and they, they are. And as an outside perspective from Canada, I've read both sides, and I read both sides all the time because I want to know all the facts from both sides. He has damned if he does, and he's damned if he doesn't, and he tries to do everything and abide by these rules, but then. He has other commitments that he needs to honor. There's promises that he made. And for actually the first time in American history, he is the only president that has ever done exactly what he said he was going to do when he got elected. He's nothing if not honest about that. And everyone's like, oh, but he's this and he's that. And he's like, if you've ever listened to any of his addresses, he has always said, if we all go down together, I have done my job. And he is more than happy to go down with the rest of them. If that is what it comes to, he will go down with the rest of them. But he is in a position right now where he's damned if he does and he's damned if he doesn't. Just go back to March when they're like, oh, shut down the country. No, no, we're not doing the country. Shut down the country. No, okay, we're going to shut the country. No, don't shut down. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I think Nancy Pelosi, she's my favorite character that gives me hope that if she can do it, I can run too. Um, Because I think it was January that he started shutting down the airlines and she felt that he went too far. So she is down (laughs) at, um, I think it was New York or something. And she was down at, uh, what is it called? Little China? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, okay, so she was down there, and she was like, come down and party, it's no big deal, and I'm like, wow, but now, like, taking a seat back and watching all the corruption slowly being exposed, I'm like, that's why they're freaking out that he's in there, because he's not part, he used to be part of them, but he's not anymore. Yep, exactly, he He cannot be and I think that's, I think his, um, a point ah don't do that don't do that <laughs> don't do that <laughs> is your I phone, love my phone. <laughs> i love my phone some days as soon as you click on something it takes you away yes <laughs> but he cannot be bought he cannot be bribed he does he okay he has a character flaw which is he doesn't have a brain mail filter sometimes he does not yeah And you know what? That happens. We're all guilty of it. (laughs) At the end of the day, we're all human. But what really shows in his dedication towards this mission that he has is his appointment of those two um, prosecutors, the special prosecutors that he appointed, Barr and Durham. Durham? Yes, Barr and Durham. Durham. They are almost mirror reflections of that, that shining quality that he has, that they cannot be bought. They will hunt everything down to the nth degree if they have to. And there is no getting out of this. Like, you will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, which is why he's, whenever he, when he gets up and starts speaking about law and order, I'm like, I, I can hear what you're saying. I know not everyone's going to hear it, but I hear where this is going. And honestly, I'm waiting for certain truths to come. And those of us that 
see it and we mm-hmm. know it's coming. <laughs> oh, We're yeah. We're the ones that basically sit there and go, we tried to tell you. Well, look in California. They just passed that bill. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to explain it correctly, but isn't it like they took away from, that it's a felony or something for being with a minor? Um, and then if that person that you, if that child or a minor is within 10 years of what their age is, it's okay. And I think they are trying to prepare the way and lessen the charges because eventually the swamp is going to get drained. So I think they're trying to head out ahead of them before this starts coming down. Yep. And the one, the one stipulation that's in there is that they have to be over the age of 15 or the age of consent, whatever that age is. Cause um, in America it's 18 or 21 in most States for legal age. So it's so. still a minor, but there is age of consent. Um, but what if what I could see them trying to do is lower the age of consent. And that this bill that was passed is what sets a dangerous precedent is that if they do drop the age of consent in that state, okay, now we're looking at 12 year olds, 10 year olds, eight-year-olds, and if they're going to keep pushing this education curriculum through that starts at four, teaching kids about masturbation and ejaculation and pleasure centers and expressing your body, there is material in there of girl on girl, boy on boy, girl on boy. If they're going to keep pushing that, what's to stop them from dropping that age of consent down to four or five? Yeah, they're going to normalize it. And, and that is that is the really scary factor is the fact that all of this that is going on, you can see where it's leading, which is why I applaud so many people that are standing up saying, no, this is not okay. This is not going this direction. I'm sorry, but it's not. And, what I, and you know, one of the other factors, that, one of the other things I don't talk about much is the fact that I'm adopting. I'm actually adopting my stepson's half-brother. So we're dealing with CFS which is your CPS mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Almost we deal with them. Sometimes it's week, every week or sometimes it's every day or every month, depending on what's happening. Um, and with everything that's happening, we've already got a game plan saying that we're going to send an email to them one day saying, mm-hmm. we're not here. We are safe. This is our phone number. You can contact us, but we no longer live in this house. Call us if you need us. And we will move even, even, our son that we're adopting we will move everybody like that gone i can leave 90 percent of what i own behind i don't have a problem with that drop and go in the middle of the night absolutely if if this comes down and you know there's other things like vaccinations and the mandatory whole bunch of stuff that's coming down the pipeline in canada that if it happens we'll disappear and we know how to disappear. We we have enough in our house to go camping for six months and just yeah. off the face of the earth for six months. Yeah, it's crazy because um, I had a friend yesterday and she was uh, did like a prophetic video and she was telling her that God told her um, they were supposed to be in a certain cabin by November 3rd. And she didn't understand. And she goes, I thought the election was November 7th. But her and her husband Googled November 3rd. And she was like, <gasps> and she was so, again, another one that keeps saying brace. 
brace, brace. Like I, you know, I had the prayer meeting on August 31st because I just felt like we were climbing up this roller coaster and then September, October, and November is going to be a fast downhill. However, there is going to be many of us that because we've prepared, because we are ones that pray and seek, we're going to be able to maintain through this. Mm-hmm. But those yep. that are pretending like Absolutely. none of this is happening. Yep. Yeah, no, I've done, I've had a couple of those, actually had quite a few of those over the last <laughs> six months. The most profound that happened that I, that I received, the most profound message that I received was actually back in, um, back in July, which was speaking to uh, some of the, some of the things that are coming up that have come up in the last three or four months that have come up because of certain events that have happened i'm just i'm actually just going to find it i want to read this one little bit from it which speaks to the war that is being fought over our children Mm -hmm. and the preparing us for the fact that the establishment as we know it is coming to an end everything that we know is coming to an end and we are about to see the change and it's going to be for the better come on load (laughs) (laughs) i love my internet sometimes it's just so slow just so slow. And so while your um, computer is loading, uh, another thing about Antifa, you know they've been going into neighborhoods now with a guillotine. And when I shared that one post that they were encouraging the kids to go into the hallway, and then I saw go into your neighborhood, that literally, that article came out literally 48 hours after Antifa went into the neighborhood with a guillotine and then last night they went and they were throwing it was like business district but there's apartment buildings like a sky rise on top of it and uh portland again i don't know what is so special about portland but they have just taken up residence but they threw um those uh firebomb things molotovs or whatever through those and there was children i mean there was families that were home and thank God some of the other Antifa members were like, what are you doing? That's ridiculous. It's, it's almost like they're stepping up their game one more, like escalating to the point of they're going to scare everyone around them into either joining or to staying out of the way. Or they're going to they, end up pissing some off to make them come out and fight. Yep. Patriots have already been showing up and they've been having showdowns. And when that happens, the Patriots are all painted very badly. And I love Kylie Minaki, the uh, White House speaker. She, the press secretary, she is phenomenal. They were like, well, Trump supporters brought paint guns. And she was like, are we you're really comparing all the destruction they're doing and saying that paint guns are bad. (laughs) She was like, I just, I don't know. So, I mean, she said one comment, it was so good, but I can't remember it, but like literally it was a mic drop and then she just left. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I I can never pronounce her name either. I finally found it. Okay. This is a meditation that I did back on July 25th, which is right around a full moon. And I was kind of, I was connecting back to source to, to God. 
and just basically asking what the hell was coming, what the hell was going on with all this craziness that we were seeing. We had just been in riots for about a month or a month and a half at that point. And this is, this is the message. I'm going to read it out. It's not very long. We come to you now in a time where certainty and uncertainty are at war with the souls of all mankind. What was once believed to be truth is turned into conspiracy through which the lies will become truth and the truth will be portrayed as conspiracy and insanity. The education of usurpers that are under the guise of those that wish to influence more illusion on you will become the battle that will bring to end this lie debacle. History that parents learned growing up will be appealed and repealed with truths easier to understand and simplify the mind's infinite imaginative creativity. In three months approximate, the established order will be gone, no more elections, removing the illusion of control, and entities already within the sphere be highlighted and their roles revealed. The science and medical technology kept hidden for decades will replace the manipulative electronic streaming with ease of access. Those experiencing separation will be cleared of their illusions of fear and doubt by frequency healing simply by turning on electronic devices, TVs, phone, laptops, you name it. We can turn it on and we can receive those healing frequencies, the messages straight from God, from source to help heal whatever the illusion is that we are stuck in. Right? Extreme global weather is a side effect of this ascension process of as we go through healing the human mind, also healing the uh, what I call, what was told the Gaia mind. So um, one of the one of the things I've been learning is that all planets have a consciousness of sorts. It's an elemental consciousness with its free will to create, and it creates on a regular basis and it changes on a regular basis as it learns and evolves. So we are a part of that mind. So our mind evolves as that along in alignment, sorry, with God's will of free will of creation. And it says that we need to cultivate patience. We are inquisitive, filled with the need to satisfy the knowing and knowing for knowing sake is irrelevant for that is the illusion of fear and doubt is to be removed. So that talking to a whole bunch of people, when that came out, they're like, Oh, so we're talking about healing frequencies, like the vibrations, the binaural beats that everyone's always going through there's a new thing called a Healy which is like a personal frequency healing device um bio beds you know how in all these movies they have bio beds oh yeah yeah yeah. Are, that that is what a Healy is but in like a small version personal version it's a bio bed in a, in a personal device that's all coming the education of our usurpers that is the term that the elite use for our children they are our usurpers because they need to get rid of the radical parents <laughs> that oh, are there yeah. teaching them to think and to, uh, to ask the questions that nobody really wants to ask and to tackle the challenges and, and the big problems that so many people don't want to tackle and they don't want to ask. So their education, everything has been simplified. Everything is being streamlined and dumbed down so that they don't think in terms of infinite possibilities and endless opportunities. No, no, there's box, 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 pick your box. It's yes. all being simplified. So this is this is one of the ones that's been kind of stuck in my mind for a really long time. And there's a couple more. I wish I knew my web book was. But <laughs> I write them all down when they come through. And it's usually late at night, 12, 1, 1 a.m. in the morning. And I'll, I'll wake up from them. And I'm like, and I won't even know what I'm writing until I'm done. And then I look back and I'm like, Oh, there's four pages of inform- of message there. Um, I'll, read, I'll read that in the morning. I'm going back to sleep. And 
it, it's matching up so well and with everything that's happening around our kids and all of the all the symbols and all of the things that we know not to be okay for children to do and acceptable for children it's coming up more and more and I was praying that I was wrong for a long time I was praying that I wasn't wrong that I was wrong and nope <laughs> I know nope, it's right? happening and it's and it's absolutely rampant and it needs to stop it needs to be stopped because I am not leaving my kids to deal with a world that that I should have actually helped stop from being created yeah and my generation you're you're a few years ahead of me um my my generation going through high school was the ones that was slapped with all the ADD and the ADHD and we're going to test all of this medication and we're going to test all of these TV shows and all of these learning plans and all of this we were the guinea pigs right they call us the millennials well there's actually this generation in between gen x and the millennials where the gen y we're about five or six year generation and there's about two and a half million of us with this little generation that everyone seems to forget but we're in there and we're the ones where all the schooling changed right as we were going to the end of our schooling whatever the year was it changed behind us because we were the guinea pigs mm. and we're the ones that are now turning around being called the radical parents we're the ones that are um either we're prescribed we are one faith or another like we pick one religion or another or we found our own path we're asking the, the hard questions. We're choosing to homeschool and we're not falling for this. Oh, well, they're not going to get an education and they're not going to learn as well. And all the resources, uh, hold on a second, actually, <laughs> hold on a second, guys. It's so, it, the choices are trying to be taken away from us and we're putting our foot down and saying, no, no, this is not happening. Yeah. we are also the generation that they tested a whole bunch of vaccines the hpv vaccine the cervical cancer vaccine yeah. was made free to any um any a, any girl over the age of 15 to start with um up until about 21 or 22 90 of the people i went to school with have had trouble conceiving oh. i never took it i never took it it was my choice to take it i never took it and everyone else had problems conceiving with multiple rounds of IVF. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was, I was told I could never conceive or I had about a five to 10% chance of ever conceiving because of my extreme martial arts and my full contact fighting days. Oh, you've got so much scarring around your uterus. It'll, it'll never happen. You got like five, maybe five to 10, maybe ever. Well, <laughs> I have a little girl who was all mine. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was definitely a, oops. <laughs> oh Yeah. Wow. So it was a blessing in disguise and having one of mine, I mean, having a stepchild is, is, is different um, to having your own biological child. There's just something inside of you that switches on and you just have that hypervigilance and awareness. I mean, it's not the same because I don't have the choices with my stepson, but I have that choice with my daughter. Yeah. And you, you said something about, um, you know, in homeschooling, though, they will say that, oh, they're not going to get the education. What I keep hearing is they're not going to get the socialization. But let me tell you, I'm okay with that. Because <laughs> our version of socializing is them being around kids. Yes, when they choose, they're introverted. So I'm not going to force that on them. But they're around adults. They can hold full conversations about American history, biology, computers, all of that. 
And let me tell you, praise the Lord, because I do not go through nearly what I put my mom through in regards to the boyfriends, the girlfriends, the weed smoking and all of that. They are good kids. And I'm so thankful because I can only imagine what we would have to be dealing with now if they were in standardized school. Yep. That's one of the big things that they're telling us about homeschooling here as well, the socializing, but with all the programs and all of the parents that are out there that have been doing it for years, they're like, yeah. we run this class or this class. You want to come socialize with the older kids? Come socialize. Hey, guess what? We've got younger kids going through school too. <laughs> so they get that social aspect. And my son's actually really excited. He was really, really concerned about homeschool because what if I don't make any friends? Trust me, you'll make friends. I promise you. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So I'll have to have you back on so you can give us an update on the homeschool journey because it's, it's, an, it's an adventure until you find like the groove. So I'm so excited for you. And thank you so much for joining us. Do you have maybe uh, two minutes or so of a message to give to parents on um, what they need to watch out for? Don't just go for all the parents out there that are being like, okay, what should I pay paying attention to follow your gut instinct? When you're looking at movies, when start looking at the trailers before you take them into the movies, if you're seeing a whole bunch of um, messages coming through the animation or even just the movies that are going along that you don't agree with, don't even take them there. Do not even fall for it. So the clothing choices that are coming out. Don't, if you don't agree with, Oh, but my friends have this. Don't even. I understand that children have a right to have their own choice to be individuals, but if you can steer that in some other direction that is more age appropriate or more appropriate for the values and the morals that you are trying to teach your children, then do that. It's not that you're squashing their individuality. You're trying to direct it in a more productive manner and a healthier direction than just oh well it's trendy so let's do it no you get caught in some of these spirals and they're hard to break you'll end up with these teenagers that drink do drugs smoke weed go out with their friends they're not going to listen to you because you've just let them run and you haven't taught them some of these morals and believe me kids know their rights these days they are taught <laughs> <laughs> from grade one what all of their rights are but no one will teach them their responsibilities that's our oh, job now that's deep that's deep right there say that one again we'll close with that they all know their their rights everyone's happy to talk about the rights of children but no one teaches their responsibilities that is our job we have to teach them the difference between having a right and earning certain rights and responsibilities well, with that, we are going to close because that was a mic drop there and I have nothing to add behind that. <laughs> All right. I, 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 have, I have them in there. I'm, I've always been that person that has, has these thoughts. I've always been the deep and meaningful one. And they're always in there and people are like, how old are you again? <laughs> I'm 31 so, for the record. <laughs> so tell me, um, if somebody wants to follow up with you, what is your email? 
My email is galactic.health19 at gmail.com. Really easy. And if you want to come, it's a, it's a bit.ly link, bit.ly slash galactic health. That is where you can find me. That is where I am all the time, all day, every day. <laughs> I love bit.ly. Oh my gosh. Love that. <laughs> yep. It, it, you know what? I've built websites before and honestly, with the way social media is, I can do so much on social media that I could have done with my website, but I don't, I don't need to pay 200 or whatever it is a year <laughs> or a month to maintain my website. Nope. I'm good. I'll use social media. <laughs> Everything I want. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. I'm so excited. All right. So thank you. I love you so much. I love you too. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. You too.